Hey there, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to Take the Black Live. I am Kayla Kinnearm alongside Dan Selke, our Winter is Coming Dinette Editor-in-Chief. It is Pie Day, and guess what? We have pie. We do. Pie Day. Celebrating the mathematical mathematical constant that does a lot for us. I don't really know <laughs> what, what does it though. do, Dan? Tell us. Tell us more about it. It's a magical ratio that's involved in flowers and nature and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. How are you celebrating Pie Day? Let us know. We're celebrating by eating pie and talking Game of Thrones with you. Anyway, hi everybody. Um, hi pie. Fathima. Hi Dan. Kelly, Rick. Good to see you all. We have two weeks to celebrate today, Kayla. We have Pie Day for one, which is nice. We need wine to wash it down. We do. The things we don't think of. And also, today we are giving away um, one of five pieces of excellent Game of Thrones merchandise. Today we are, um, we partnered with Fun.com to give away a, a swath of really cool stuff. Really cool stuff. And sharp stuff. And sharp. I actually talked to the guy. He said that they are actually sharp, the knives and the orings, but not like sharp enough to kill a man. That was my Just question. like sharp enough to like cut a cantaloupe. We have a <laughs> Game of Thrones hound's head helmet. We have a Dothraki Arlk, however you say that. A Stark shield made of actual steel. There they are, beautiful. Um, the knife I used to kill Littlefinger, a replica, obviously, and a Lannister shield. Really cool stuff. And a li- later on in the broadcast, um, we're going to give it away to one lucky fan. So stay tuned, and that lucky fan could be you. It's a lot of cool memorabilia. It's pretty neat. I mean, it is, honest to God, pretty cool. I mean, it's, it beats... I love dragon plushies too, but it's a little cooler than that. Um, it's yes, up I would there with the box set. You can hang it on your wall. I can do a lot of stuff with that. And again, they are a little sharp, so be careful. But um, go I hope out and you do some yard work. <laughs> Trimming trees, bushes. Before that, let's talk a little bit about the news coming out of the Game of Thrones season eight set and beyond. And we're going to start um, in Jerusalem, like usual, <laughs> at the. INTV conference where several HBO executives were gathered to give a, a panel on just about HBO's importance to the industry. And um, of course, they're asked about Game of Thrones and they drop some knowledge about what's coming in season eight and what's coming, importantly, after season eight is over. Mm-hmm. And yes, Julie loves the knife. I do too. I think if I had to choose one, I would probably go with the knife. How about you? Yeah. Was what's the circley thing? Is that the knife? That's the arc. Oh, the arc. That's the thing that the, the, the Dothraki used to. I'd go with that. Such. It's pretty cool. It's different. <laughs> we're eating pumpkin pie. Your if you choice. were wondering. Hello to Jody from South Florida. Ooh, bonjour from Montreal. We should mention just just to dash your hopes. Only people in the U.S. can win the prizes. I am sorry about that. It's a shipping thing. If I worked to Mason anywhere in the world, we have to keep it to the United States of America. For now. Later, we'll see what. Anyway, at the INTV conference in Jerusalem, HBO executives gathering and dropping some knowledge about Game of Thrones Season 8, mm-hmm. there's one in particular named Francesca Orsi, who was very talkative. <laughs> I don't know if you read any of these things, but I she did. was giving all of these. She had a lot these. to say. She did. She, she, she dropped all kinds of knowledge. A little open book, that one. Um, she talked about the Season 8 table read, which was the first time... All the cast members gathered to read through the entire season. Have you ever been at a table read, Kayla? No, but I've always wanted to be. <laughs> oh, great. I've never gotten to that point in my acting career, Dan. No, but maybe someday. There's still time. Maybe there's still time. Um, I have watched some before. Like uh, when they when there's big finales, they'll usually tape them. Like I think Office did it, Friends. You know my usual shows. Sure. <laughs> oh, you, you mean like on YouTube or something? Yeah. Okay, like cool. you always see it at the end where they go around. They do the read, and they clap. 
which is what happened with Game of Thrones. Exactly. Zachary Best wants to know, where do I find pumpkin pie in March? Jewel. <laughs> Jewel Osco, Anyway, at this season eight table where they all got around and Francesca Orsi, the executive, was there and said, and I quote, None, the cast hadn't received scripts prior and one by one they started to fall down to their deaths. By the end, the last few words of the final script, the tears just started falling down. Then there was applause that lasted 15 minutes from everybody after the last word of season eight was said. There's a whole lot of stuff in that sentence. There is. Why don't you tease it a little bit out for us? So does everybody die? <laughs> As one by one they fall it to their deaths. It seems like there's only one standing. I, I'm, I, I, I doubt that. I think one by one, many, I expect many characters will die. So I imagine this was like them reading their own death scenes and getting emotional, as you would. As one does. You've been with this person for a long time. Yeah. Um, also, the 15 minutes of clapping, clapping for a minute seems very long. So the fact that it went on for 15 minutes is very impressive. Listen. I would expect nothing less of the show. My sense of Ms. Orsi is that she exaggerates a bit. <laughs> and that maybe that's what I'm picking up. And that 15 minutes meant more like a straight minute minutes. of clapping, yeah. too. And that one by one dropping to their deaths means some characters died and they were emotional Unless about it. they went around the table and gave each character a standing ovation for a minute. That would take forever. <laughs> but maybe. I want to put it past him. It's intense, though. And that does track with what people like Sophie Turner and Kit Harrington have said that at that table read, everyone was crying at the very end of it. Uh, that once they're all done, I mean, you know, you've been with you've been with a project, any project, a TV show, a giant boat in a bottle, I don't know, anything for a long time. After it's done, it's cathartic. And if you're finding out you're dying on top of that, it's a lot of emotion. It is. It must be very intense. So I, I understand that. Um, she also talked about what's going to happen. Go ahead. Beyond what's going on. I'm just going to turn this volume down. Oh, good call. I don't know how to work that. I'll while you do that, I will eat this pie. We're good. Okay. Cool. Just to hear it echoing. Um, she also talked about, or see what's going to happen after Game of Thrones season is over, as in what's going, what are the many prequels and spinoffs mm-hmm. that are developing going to be like? They're making around the week five that we know of, one or two of which, well, I'm sure will go to air, at least one of which. She quoted someone as saying, like, it would be corporate malfeasance not to do something after Game of Thrones is over, which I get, right? If you're right. making this much money from it, you just owe that to your shareholders, basically, to make a spinoff. Um, and she talked about the budget for the show. Game of Thrones, you know, huge budget, dragons, huge. walls, things falling down, got to have a big budget. But it didn't start out that way. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, it was... It is funny to go back and look at earlier seasons and see right? how far it's come. <laughs> Just in seven seasons. Oh, yeah. I mean, before be that... Eight. I mean, that they couldn't afford... They had one bit of dragons at the very first season. Like, and they were tiny at the very end. Yeah. They couldn't afford, like, a giant thing flying across the screen. They couldn't afford a full-on action scene. They had to build that up. Mm-hmm. And she said that, you know, we can't start out with season eight budget where it's, you know, that they were only giving it this much money now because it's so beloved and so watched. But they might give it around season three, <laughs> th- season three budget. But, but that's the thing. It's better than a season one. They can't start too small now because even though it's a new show, constantly have to it has expectations keep on themselves, it. Right. So they're in a, a bit of a weird space mm-hmm. where it's like it's a property people know. Um, but it's not, it's not the actual thing that they actually, it's not Game of Thrones, something like Game of Thrones. So they have to pitch it at an area where it's going to impress you, but it can't, um, they can't spend too much on it because there's no guarantee it'll actually be successful. Right. A tough choice for Miss Orsi. (laughs) 
And finally, by the way, thanks, Captain Um Surprised she didn't, we didn't get more out of her. Oh, we got more out of her. We did? Yeah. Sarah Davis says they clapped 15 minutes because um, Robin Aaron wins the Iron Throne. Robin Aaron of the mother-loving variety. Oh, no. That's totally possible. It could happen. <laughs> we'll see him in a bit. And Jody is so scared, but so excited. I agree. Same. Finally, a little bit. She took, like, proper swipes at um, Amazon and oh, Netflix, yes. which was fun. Not really Game of Thrones related, but, like, the other executives were all like, you know, HBO is in the uh, the quality curating business, and they're kind of more in the volume business. And she was just like, Amazon's a disgrace. And she trashed Netflix? She said that creators were leaving Netflix, not leaving Netflix, were coming to HBO and saying they don't want to work at Netflix because they'll get lost in kind of the rush of programming they put out all the time. Scandalous. But it was fun. I, I, <laughs> I, I just enjoyed her, that she was willing to go there with the other executives were being a little more diplomatic. Yeah. I imagine they what were like... a little like, spitfire, that one. Maybe, maybe just calm down, Jody, a bit. <laughs> but she didn't. That's how we love her. Or C. Sorry, weird name. Anyway, uh, beyond that, uh, talking more about season eight, what's going to come. Um, Ian Glenn, Jorah Mormont, has been talking out of school a little bit about uh, what's going to happen in the finale. Just thought I'd go through a couple of his quotes here. Um, I'm glad he's still there. That's a sign he's, he's still it. in it, right? Well, I mean, not necessarily. Until it's, a certain point. It's a sign that he's, uh, he's not filming at the moment, and he has time to talk to magazines. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'd be, so, I think I'm fine. Okay. I'm fine. <clears throat> Just making sure, Dan. He said to respect the unexpected, which is pretty natural, and also said that uh, Game of Thrones is the biggest TV show ever, and the finale will reflect that. The production values are immense, and the shoot is taking long because the sequences are more complicated. Speaking of which, um, Lini Heedy said that they're going to stop. They're going to shoot through June, so we have a nice little end date for. Uh, That's the first time that. we've heard that. Yeah, it's the first time we've heard like something that specific. Yeah. Yeah, we've heard like kind of summerish, but that's a uh, good to have June on the on the block. And finally, teased to the Indian Express, he called the ending brilliant and that it satisfied him. But noted that you cannot please everyone, and I can't tell if that's like just natural British reticence of not wanting to commit fully to something, or if it's uh, some <laughs> misgivings about how it ends. What do you think? That's kind of been the general statement from everybody. Mm-hmm. It's we know how it ends. It's bittersweet. Some people are going to like it. Some people aren't. It's like, well, thanks. That told us a lot. (laughs) Which, again, I mean, I've said before, wouldn't you think that if it were just outright wonderful, they would have no problem just giving a panegyric and just Are they given that generic statement to say in every press tour interview? Some people are going to like it and some people won't. Well, again, you've been in Hollywood. Were you ever known to be given or knew anybody who was given (laughs) edicts from a network or a studio to sell a movie or a TV show or a product this way? I'm sure they're definitely given guidelines on what they can or can't say and keeping it, yeah, probably generic if it's this big of a deal, you know? Right. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) I didn't get that far again, so I'm not (laughs) totally sure. That's just my guess. Pretty sure you were in several huge Hollywood movies. You basically were Julia Roberts for a brief time. In my dreams, yes. Gotcha. Anyway, that's what's happening on the interview front. Before we move on to the giveaway of the Game of Thrones merchandise, let's go through some of what's happening on the set really briefly. Yes. Um, right now, filming on Winterfell is wrapping up, which is nice, at the uh, Money Glass set. The last time we'll ever use that set. It's kind of sad. Ugh. I hope they leave it up for a while so people can go visit at Winterfell. I'd like that. Is that different than the one they're keeping up? 
Um, they're keeping up the King's Landing set because oh, they just spent okay. so much money on it. I don't know about the Winterfell Keep one. Keep up all the sets. I mean... Tourist attractions. That's, that's not a bad idea. I mean, Northern <laughs> Ireland... Go yeah, visit Faux Castles. That, that's a draw. You can get money out of that. You can give, and also real castles and stay there for um, the pubs and the culture. <laughs> but uh, before they left, Oak Leaf Photography got some pretty cool shots of the Winterfell set. Kind of uh, post-battle scene, it looks like. And there's just a, a fun scene you can look at here. We got a pile of what looks like um, body part props on the one side, just like a pile of them, which is Carcass. fun. Like arms and legs and torsos and stuff, movie yeah, magic. Yeah. <clears throat> and then on the walls, you can't really see it here, but you can zoom in on winners coming down net. I didn't give you everything. There's kind of blood crusted on the crenellations on the upper the wall and kind of a device to keep people from climbing it. So we're taking away from this that... People are going to try to scale those walls. People are going to bleed on those walls. And it should be a good bloody time on Game of Thrones. Get excited, people. I would. Oh, I was reading this upwards upside down. No, oh, whatever, we're fine. <laughs> anyway, with that, any other thoughts, Kayla? Uh, never change. Um, are you enjoying the pie? I am, yeah. And, you know, it's jewel pie. It's not like, you know, top of the line quality bakery pie, but it's good. Have you, had, have you tried it yet? I'm actually not too picky about my pies. Oh, no. Me neither. I'm enjoying it. Don't they all kind of taste the same? I don't generally... I, no, I mean, I have to imagine there's some bakery somewhere that makes, like, the best pie you've ever had in your life. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. This one's pretty good. <gasps> um, Darby Ray Bush asks, I've been a fan of the show for years, started season one. What am I supposed to do with my time and obsession now? Have you rewatched it from the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> we can all try Option that. Option number of one: watch all the special features on the DVDs. And that Akash season eight is killing me with the weight. So does it kill us all? Mm, pie agreed. Go to winterscoming.net. Okay, I think we're, I think we can move on to the main event. Let's give away some Game of Thrones swag to one lucky fan. Uh, if you've been with us before, you know how this works. Um, but for those of you who might be new. What's going to happen is I'm going to ask a Game of Thrones-related trivia question, and there's going to be an email address on your screen, dan.selkyatwinterscoming.net. That's me, dan.selkyatwinterscoming.net, just so you can hear it and write it down. Um, type it into your browser or your uh, email client, um, and get ready to answer my trivia question. And the first person to get their correct answer in, I'll get back to them, ask you for a name and address, tell you you won, you get back to me with a name and address. You get the stuff. You get your pick of which of the five cool items you want. Although if you don't get back to me within 24 hours with a name and address, I go to the person who got it in next fastest and so on and so forth until I get a usable response. Any questions, Kayla? Get ready, people. This is a cool prize. It's <laughs> not a question, but okay. All right. <laughs> Trivia yeah, question, question is, it's a little harder this time because this is a pretty cool um, prize. All right. Um, on Game of Thrones, the show, not the books, what is the name of the Septon who rescued the Hound from the brink of death after he got beaten the crap out of him by Brienne of Tarth? Remember this at all? What season? Uh, six. Maybe. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure you recall that the Hound got beaten by by Brienne, right? Yes. Left for dead. Yep. And then he showed back up. And Arya, and that made me very sad. It was sad. But, you know, they both turned out okay. Pick up. What is the name of the Septon 
who... The little village she was in? Like the stone... Yes, 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 yes. Exactly. What is the name of the Septon who... And then they all got murdered. They all got murdered. That's the way it happens. He also died, the Septon. What is the name of the Septon who nursed the Hound back to health after Arya left him for dead in season four? What is the name of that character from the show, not the guy from the books? And that is the question. Get it into dan.selkietwinnerscoming.net. And um, I'll get back to the winner with a confirmation. And you get to choose one of those five prizes. Congratulations, preemptively. Good luck, everybody. And that's about it for us tonight. Josh Hill is uh, not be with us today. He is off. But we'll see him back next week for another episode of Song and Dan and Josh. So today, I hope you enjoyed our show. And we will be back next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time to talk more Game of Thrones, more Song of Ice and Fire more of a song of Dan and Josh, and in the future, more giveaways, because we always love doing those. We do. And everybody go get yourself some pie. Yes, happy pie day, and uh, Valor Morbulus. Bye.